Michigan State University Interim President Teresa K. Woodruff joins me on MSU today to elaborate on topics she covers in her September 2023 Spartan Community Letter, which you can read by clicking on the Communications tab at president.msu.edu. And President Woodruff, always appreciate your time and especially now your, your steady hand leading us through some trying times. Well, Russ, thank you for that. And thank you for bringing this voice to our campus community. I think the more we stay connected, the better we are. And you're doing a great job at that. Well, it's my pleasure. Thank you. And well, the final numbers are in for our fall semester enrollment. Talk about this strong and diverse entering class, maybe our best ever. It really is. And I'm so proud of the provost office and everyone across campus for making people feel the belonging that uh, is part truly part of what it is to be a Spartan. So we have 10,917 first year and transfer undergraduate students. And that's a that's a really tremendous number of uh, students who are placing their uh, educational goals and aspirations with us at Michigan State. And uh, that's about similar to last year's class, uh, most of them coming from Michigan. And of course, we are, I think, uh, Michigan's State University, and uh, I'm excited for that. But the other part of the story is that we actually have the largest overall official count. Folks may not know this, but we don't actually uh, report numbers until quarter term. And so we are just over the quarter of this semester uh, mark. And, you know, it's been going just incredibly fast and furiously. And so that uh, 51,316 students, our official count, really is the largest group of students on record. And part of it is for our undergraduates that they are persisting in their academic careers. And Russ, that's good news for everyone. And uh, we already have that high 82% graduation rate, but all of our work has been to get to a higher percent of those students completing and reaching their academic aspirations. And, and this is a good first step along that way. And when you describe the Arts MSU initiative in your oh, yes. letter- you quote the words of MSU's 14th president, Clifford R. Wharton Jr., who, along with his wife, Dolores, were great advocates for the arts. What did he say? And tell us about the new arts MSU. Well, I think the quote that I used in the letter is, any university worthy of being called great needs a rich foundation in the arts. And there's a great line that he used when um, we were doing the, when Mich Michigan State was doing the ribbon cutting for uh, the Wharton Center. And he said, you know, I've told you over and over that uh, a university is more than bricks and mortar. And so you named a building after me. And I think that quote is also, you know, tremendous. And many of our community will remember when he and Dolores were here for that. But they really set the university off in an extraordinary way in terms of arts. And so we were really pleased to be able to announce the Arts MSU uh, just uh, earlier this month so that we can integrate arts into our educational experiences. We can have it part of our research that really drives the way in which we think and that it's really part of our physical environment. And if we do that, I'm convinced that that's going to be part of this larger sense of belonging for all of us. And much more at arts.msu.edu. And the latest in MSU Health Sciences burgeoning relationship with Henry Ford Health through the generosity of alumni Dan and Jennifer Gilbert is the Nick Gilbert Neurofibromatosis Research Institute. Yes. And, you know, um, Dan and Jennifer and their family are just uh, great Spartans and lost their son, Nick, to neurofibromatosis just this summer. And uh, we are really honored by the fact that they would um, invest uh, in 
uh, Michigan State and Henry Ford, uh, their resources to cause to find a cure for neurofibromatosis. And it really is the best way in which we can imagine uh, enabling better health outcomes for many. So in this disease, and of course, many of the other uh, neurological diseases that will be the outcome of this investment. And we're, we're grateful to the Gilberts and we celebrate with them the, the life and the legacy of Nick. And they're such a great example of all of our donors who, who make this place so great. You're right, Russ. It's a it's an amazingly uh, uh, giving community, and uh, it's almost Teresa like we're starting to take FRIB for granted. They're just they keep <laughs> rolling along with another grant, and then the university is faring very well in national rankings. Mm -hmm, we are um, FRIB continues to be a leader for us, and we should always remember how pivotal that is for the university and for the region. The investment in uh, in EFRIB, uh, and I think we're announcing the $115 million for our high rigidity yes. spectrometry project, but every dollar goes into the way in which we lift up the region economically. And uh, that's really an important part of what we're doing, but you're exactly right. Our rankings rose, uh, you know, our reach and influence is tremendous and, you know, we're being recognized. And one of the one of the metrics that I really like the most is that Wall Street Journal ranked MSU number 14 among all public universities. Now, you know, that's very close to number 10. I want to get in the top 10. I'm a little competitive, but number 14 is extraordinary. It means that we are the elite public educating uh, universities in the nation. And um, that measure, of course, would be vacant if it were not matched with the individual student success that we talked about earlier. So I'm really pleased about that and uh, looking forward to seeing the way in which we're engineering our environment for the success of those whose in interests we, we, we work. Spartans will. <laughs> and, you know, in your September 27th Zoom-based conversation with the president, you updated the university community on several topics that illustrate mm -hmm. MSU, MSU's upward trajectory. And you referenced a half dozen consequential actions taken in an inflection point in the presidency of our 12th president, John Hanna. And yeah. I encourage anyone interested in hearing from President Woodruff on MSU's exciting future to find that entire one-hour presentation on the president's website. But by way of summary, can you talk about those consequential actions and how they're evolving today and what you're calling another inflection point? I sure can, Russ. And, you know, what I what I did, you know, of course, I've been reading the presidents. I, I, <laughs> I think that our foundation is predicated on consequential decisions over decades of time. So it's not one individual, but it's a series of individuals that lead to the MSU today. But in reading John Hanna's memoir and the and his time, uh, I lifted out of there kind of a series of things that he did. And I don't know if he would say these were the things he thought about in 1941 and then you know, delivered it by 1969, but this is what I see. And so sometimes the lens of history helps you see things you couldn't. And I did say in my meet, in my uh, conversation today that sometimes it's hard to see when you're in the middle of that inflection point. And so trying to have people see we really are on an upward trajectory and uh, to believe it and to know that we own it. So I talked today about infrastructure. I talked about, you know, um, Hannah had to build a physical modern university. Uh, as he moved MAC into the modern day, he realized before anyone else that we needed to be globally connected. And so Michigan State was the first public university to be super connected on the global stage. 
he he knew that we had to extend our reach and reputation. We had to get in the AAU. We had to get in the Big Ten. And so he he knew that those alliances were critical. And one of the things that I do for this university is, is to go to those meetings. By being in the American Academy of Arts and Sciences, by being in the National Academy, by being a Guggenheim, you know, um, it, it is that group of people who are presidents of all the other universities because we're in the Big Ten, because we're in the AAU, that uh, that is an extender of our reputation. And that's that's really critical. He talked about investing in nuclear science. Or I don't know if he talked about it, but that's that's the consequence of what they did. And of course, we talked about EFRIB earlier. And I use that as a frame for thinking about all the innovative way we invest in the best. Right. So there are really great things that we do, and we have to double down on those things that are best. We need to invest further in physics. And um, that is because we're best in that area. And that's the way to rise. Um, and then uh, in, in his day, he was talking about new general studies courses. And I use this opportunity to talk about the way we create belonging, not just inside the classroom, but outside the classroom, through the arts, through advising and through athletics and the athletics being both varsity sports, as well as club and um, and others um, like the, our health and wellness uh, group. And then he also established a medical school. And so I talked a little bit about our Henry Ford uh, work. And so those were what I thought uh, spurred the inflection point for the university in the 20th century. And the argument I make in the in my address this morning is that we're at an inflection point for the upward trajectory of the 21st century. But we all have to be in. We all have to be part of that progress. And so there was a call to action today, too, uh, to not fall into cynicism, to not look backwards, to not read one headline and believe that is the entire institution, but to actually stick together and uh, to, to walk forward along this uh, pathway that we're on. Yes. Well, again, I encourage listeners to find conversation with the president on your website. And and in closing, you, you know, your thoughts, as you were saying, headlines don't define us. And Tom Izzo, you said, had some remarks on resilience. Just some, oh. leave our, leave the Spartan nation with some thoughts. Well, I heard his press conference. Uh, I think it was, uh, Russ, earlier this week. It might have been, I think it was earlier this week. And uh, when I listened to his words, I could hear the voice of every Spartan kind of wondering, can we make it? Can we go ahead? And he was talking really, the question was about the, the our men's football um, team. And I should say one of the most beautiful things of the last week uh, is when our, our band, the members of our Spartan marching band went over to visit with our um, men's football team. And they all said, we're in it together. And that to me is a great, great marker. And then coach said about the same thing. And he said this, I thought, not just to our students, but we should all hear. And this is his quote, and I, I end with it. My message to everyone is stay the course, stay the course, grasp arms and stick together. And I think, uh, you know, no one says it better than coach. Well, President Woodruff, thank you so much for again, sharing your insights and uh, for your leadership through these tying times. And uh, we'll look forward to talking again. Thank you so much. Really appreciate you, Russ. That's Michigan State University Interim President Teresa K. Woodruff. She's joining me on MSU today to elaborate on topics she covers in her September 2023 Spartan Community Letter. You can read that at president.msu.edu. And I'm Russ White. This is MSU Today.